Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. And I'm also the kids pastor for Arena Church. And um, I want you to know this morning that we love kids here at Arena Church. And we are so passionate about making church a fun place for kids to be. We want them to come and learn about Jesus for themselves in a fun way. Uh, So we like to give them this opportunity every year to share the Christmas story. And I'm sure you'll agree they've done such a good job this morning, haven't they? Yeah. And I loved the message that they put across, that you don't have to be famous or important for Jesus to want to know you. He wants to know every single one of us, no matter who we are or where we're from or what we've done. He wants to know every single one of us. When I was younger, a lot younger, um, I was in love with Gareth Gates. Some of you may not know who he is. He was on a show called Pop Idol, which was before X Factor. Um, He didn't win. He actually came second. And I have to admit, I did cry when he didn't win. I know it's sad, but I have changed. It was a long time ago. Um, But I loved Gareth Gates. If you went into my bedroom, there would be posters all over the walls of Gareth Gates. It was serious. I loved him. Um, But I would have done anything to meet with Gareth Gates. I would have got a train to Scotland on my own to go and meet him, because I really liked him. I wanted to go and meet him. But I think whatever I tried to do, I would have never got the opportunity to meet someone like that, because I would have had to either have been famous myself, or I would have had to know the right people. When I started working as a sales rep, um, it was really hard to get to meet customers because they had loads of people wanting to show them their products, and it was really hard to get in to see them. Um, But my dad is here today. Um, He had been working in that industry for probably like 30-ish years. He knew lots of people. He'd built relationships with them. So what I used to do is name drop. (laughs) Oh, I think you know my dad, Nick Jackson. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we know him. He's a lovely guy. Yeah, you can come in and show us your product. It's fine. I used to name drop because uh, it was about the people that we know. But to meet with Jesus, it's not about who you are or who you know or how important you are. Jesus wants to know every single one of us. See, I don't think it's a coincidence that in the Christmas story, the first two groups of people were the shepherds and the wise men. See, you couldn't have got further from each other. They were complete polar opposites. See, the wise men, they were high up in society. They were important, well-known people. They were rich. It would be like the queen coming to visit. And in the story, we always show three wise men. But actually, there would have probably been quite a few people that came with the wise men. They would have had servants and staff, and there would have been a lot of people. They were very important people. And then there were the shepherds. At that time, the shepherds were seen to have little importance to people. They were poor. They were just going about their everyday business, looking after their sheep. They were completely the opposite to the wise men. Yet God sent them both to meet with Jesus. 
I think this is an important illustration of how Jesus came on Christmas Day to meet with every single one of us. He wants to know every single one of us. He's not just bothered about people of stature or people who are important. He's not just bothered about um, the rich people. He's bothered about the drug dealer. He's bothered about the prostitute. He's bothered about the business owner and the millionaire and everything in between. Jesus wants to know every single one of us. Now, I'm going to let you into a bit of a secret about myself this morning. I don't wake up in the morning and look like this. You can ask Josh. (laughs) Before I leave the house to see people, I will put concealer under my eyes to hide the bags from not getting enough sleep. I'll put on foundation for you guys who think that's something you put in the ground when you're building a house. It's not, it's a makeup, okay? So I'll put on foundation to hide the spots or blemishes that I may have. I'll dye my hair to hide the greys that have started to appear. I know, it's like you hit 30 and they just appear from nowhere like a magic trick. It's just crazy. But I will do these things to hide my imperfections from other people. And I'm not the only one who does it. I've been doing a bit of research and uh, I've found some pictures of some celebrities who um, quite obviously use makeup as well to cover up some of their imperfections. So if we could have the first picture on. Here we go, here's Beyonce, before and after. She's uh, looking quite different in that other picture. And the next one. Here's Mila Kunis. I love Mila Kunis. She's a great actress. But again, she obviously uses makeup to cover up her bags and etc. <laughs> Next one, please. And Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks is actually a supermodel. You see, these pictures that we see in magazines of people just looking perfect, they aren't perfect. They're being covered up. Their imperfections are being covered up. See, we all do it. We all cover our imperfections up so that we come across like we're perfect, we've got it all together. Even men nowadays have started wearing makeup. They think we can't see, but you can see it. They wear makeup to cover up some of their imperfections as well. But Jesus says, come as you are. You don't need to hide your imperfections from Jesus. He isn't bothered about what you're bothered about. He isn't bothered about what you've done in your past, the sins you've committed. He isn't bothered. He just says, come to me as you are. I want to know you. There's a great example of this in the Bible, and Christian briefly mentioned this last week, and it's about a story called, uh, about a man called Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector. Back then, they didn't have what we have of the HMRC. They had people that actually went to collect taxes from people. And they weren't very well-liked people. I'm going to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of the HMRC. (laughs) Not that I don't agree with paying my taxes, just because I find it an absolute nightmare to do. Like, those questions that they ask you when you're doing your tax returns, I have not got a clue what they mean. And then they put this fear in you of, if you get this wrong, then you can either get fined or go to prison. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm giving wrong information because I don't understand it. And then you spend like two hours on hold trying to phone them to ask them. It's just a bit of a nightmare. But the tax collectors back then, it wasn't just because they were collecting money from people, but they were known for taking money for themselves as well. They were known as thieves. And Zacchaeus, he was the chief tax collector in a town called Jericho. And um, 
He was in Jericho one day and there was crowds and crowds of people because they'd heard that Jesus was coming to speak and they all wanted to see Jesus. And Zacchaeus, he wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus, but he was a short man. They say he was probably less than five foot tall. He was tiny. And there was no way he could see through the crowds to see Jesus. And people wouldn't have let him through to the front because they didn't like him. But he saw a tree. He saw an opportunity. And he climbed up the tree so that he could get a glimpse of Jesus. And as Jesus walked through the town and he got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for tea. And the crowd, they were in uproar. They were like, Jesus, do you not know who this man is? Do you not know what he's done? He's a thief. He's embezzled money from people. He's not a liked man. But see, Jesus was showing an important illustration here. See, he could have chosen anyone in the town to go to their house for tea. He could have chosen the people that are high up and important. I bet there would have been people in that crowd who thought they had a good shot of Jesus coming to their house. Maybe they were um, people of importance. Maybe they were rich. Maybe they were seen to be good people. They might have thought they had a good shot, but Jesus wanted to show an important example. He chose Zacchaeus. He chose the guy that nobody liked. He chose the guy that had done bad things. He chose this guy who wasn't important at all and said, I'm coming to your house. I want to meet with you. See, Jesus isn't bothered about what you've done in your past or who you are. He just wants to know you. He isn't ashamed of you or embarrassed of you. You know, sometimes we can think that we can't have a relationship with with Jesus because of what we've done. He wouldn't want to know me. He doesn't know what I've done. Let me tell you, Jesus knows every single thing about you. He knows what you've done in your past and he's not ashamed of you. He's not embarrassed of you. He just wants to know you. See, some people can think that being a Christian is about following rules and God just giving us rules that we have to follow. That isn't what being a Christian's about. He gives us some guidance and tells us things um, not to do, but that's not so that he's ruining our life. It's things that he knows are going to hurt us and harm us. He tells us to stay away from them, to protect us. He gives us the Bible, which is an amazing book and just helps us to live our best life. John 3 verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus isn't bothered about what you've done in your past. He isn't bothered about your imperfections or the person that you're embarrassed to be. He isn't bothered about any of those things. He just wants to know you. He says, come to me as you are. I want to know you. I'm just going to finish by praying. If you could just close your eyes just to give people their privacy. This morning, I want to ask you, if you've not given your life to Jesus before, and you've heard this message and the story that the kids have told, that Jesus wants to know you as you are, no matter who you are or what you've done. If you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, I ask that you just raise your hand just as a...